Well, hello there. It's Weekend Update. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Glad to be here. Yeah, it is the weekend. And as we said, would you call yesterday a Friday dump with what happened? I think it was a buildup to the Friday dump. They always do that, don't they? They always do it. Friday after. They must think that we have, uh, have, we're so uh, easily swayed by other things. We're easily distracted by weekend noise that we won't pay attention to the real stuff that they just dumped on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, but they can get away with it now because the the dynamics of how the media works, it used to be there was always somebody you could count on the news, whether it was the national news, television news, radio news, there was always somebody there to give you the news as it happened. Mm. But like so many other things, we've we've got computers, AI, we've automated, and you know, a lot of these jobs have gone away. Yeah, there's talking heads, but you know, they go on, okay, you're going to record a 20-minute segment here, and this thing is going to loop and play over and over and over yeah. again. So before they leave on Friday, okay, here is your propaganda, the weekend propaganda, you know, dump. And that's what it is. It's a weekend propaganda dump because it's going to play over and over and over again. It's a I, loop. I heard somebody say yesterday that, you know, we had that Her report, the special report from yeah. uh, Robert Her. Uh, saying that, uh, yes, Biden was guilty of all those things that we're talking about here. You know, he did take classified documents. He shouldn't have taken it. He didn't have authorization to take it. He took it, and he put it in an unclassified environment, and he didn't protect it. And he even showed it to a ghostwriter of a book he was writing. And uh, But the, the guy, Harris said, the problem is that Biden is so um, out of touch He's so, yeah. um, you know, he's got so much dementia issues that it would be, it wouldn't behoove us to go after him and prosecute him. So that's why. So he here's, did. here's what I see coming down the pipe mm-hmm. because this is her going after Biden, and they're saying, oh, you know, he was really not capable of being in office before he ran in office. There were signs of it because, you know, this this these documents are proof of that. Mm-hmm. Now you got Nikki Haley and everyone going, well. Whose agenda is she on? Well, she started setting the stage of this early on a few weeks ago where she's trying to go after Trump's, you know, whether he's cognizant or not and, you know, his senior stuff and the moments. And I'm going, he's cognizant. You know, everybody gets older. I had memory lapses when I was in my 20s. You forget (laughs) stuff. And we've all had those moments. But she's been attacking that. And I'm going... You know, since they can't take Trump out with all the lawsuits and everything else, and they're still going to keep trying on that, mm-hmm. could they just take out their own candidate and lump Trump into it? Is it not a, an attack on the American society and culture as it is, a form of discrimination? Well, here's what they don't that- have. They don't have the authority right now to change the laws for age, the age requirement. They're going to. But they don't have it. They they haven't got the majority in, in, the, in the Congress, and— Trump has already the the game has already started to be played. You can't change the game while it's being played. You're not supposed to anyway. And no, uh, but here's the thing: I do think that between now, Bill, and the election, you're going to see the deep state. And I call it the deep state because trust me, friends, they are the deep state. They're for real. They yeah. are for real. They they are people who are lifetime uh, members of our government who really run the operation, these temporary people who come in as president and vice president, 
they think they have the power, but the guys who really have the power are the guys who run all these big organizations in government, and they never change. They are there from from years and years ago, and they have the power. But those those people are going to tell, I think, the Democrats, you want to mess this thing up, you got to start accusing Trump of everything that Biden has got. Talk about Trump's dementia, Trump's right. lack of of uh, cognitive ability. And, you know, it's not true. Trump has taken, by the way, uh, a test. He's taken a cognitive ability test, and he's passed it with flying colors. And he has, he has suggested... Let's do it again, both of us. It's, it yeah, should be a requirement. What they're doing, they don't care about Trump taking another test to prove that he's got, uh, you know, he's of sound mind and body. They don't want that. They want to smear it out there. And I, it's an attack, quite honestly, not just on, and this is going to sound defensive of Biden, but, you know, because even Biden came out, I think he was blindsided when he did it. He goes, There's nothing wrong with me, blah, 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 this. And I'm going like, we're both older. And when somebody goes and picks on our age, we take it personal. And everybody should take it personal because they're attacking Biden. They're attacking Trump. They're starting to attack Trump. And then all of a sudden you got the view going there. Well, you know what? We got Kevin Newsom. Well, you know what? Uh, I think he's got dementia. At a I think young we have age. Gavin Newsom, not or Kevin. Gavin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kevin, Kevin is yeah, his Gavin. brother. He's the- well, there's my dementia. <laughs> I called him Kevin instead of Gavin. Gavin. But either way. You know, you got him, and they're going, the view is, uh, I forget what her name is, Hostin or whatever it is, the young yeah. lady. She's, she's saying, Sunny yeah, we got Ho- Sunny Hostin or something like Sunny that. Sunny Hostin, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's her. Well, now, I don't pay attention to Neither them. Uh, but, you know, they're on they're on the front page of uh, Gateway, so they got my attention. And I'll read the story because I want to know what both sides are thinking. And if you're thinking uh, that they can put Gavin in there, you're stinking with your thinking. I can tell you that right now because – Look at California, some $36 billion in debt, and they have no hope. But what Gavin's doing, you know, the border issue is an issue for both sides. You know, it's, it's, and I think predominantly the Democrat voters realize what's going on. Yeah. And the politicians are starting to realize it too. But the powers that be want to make it a Republican thing. So Gavin can kind of, they're going to drag Trump through the mud as much as they can between now and um, and the election. But the, here's the thing, Bill. I don't think, honestly, that Biden mm-hmm. is going to last. Uh, not that he, you I'll know, give him six weeks. Six weeks. Yeah, that's, I think you're right. I think you're right. Here's what he ha- he's going to have to uh, prepare. He's going to have to ensure somehow that his family isn't prosecuted after he steps down. That's going to have to be part of a deal. It'll probably be a deal we don't see. It'll probably be with his successor that, look it, if I step down, you got to protect my family from any kind of uh, prosecution. So you got to make sure that you, uh, you pardon us all so that we don't have any issues after I do this. Otherwise, could he won't he step do the, down. Could he do the pardon off camera, off mic, but with the present people, or I say off public camera and mic? And do it and say, well, you know what? I'm going to pardon Hunter. I'm going to pardon Can you pardon somebody with a crime that hasn't been charged yet? That's the problem. See, they may not charge the family till after, you know, after Joe stepped down. Well, you know, yeah, there's got to be, he's got to find a way to preemptive pardon himself because 
Her kind of did that with the, uh, you know, well, we can't hold them responsible. Yeah. Now, here's the caveat to this. There's two caveats. Um, number one, if, you know, what they're saying is, well, they can't be held because he was he was a well-meaning, just senile old man. Okay, so if we do that, then, and they're, they're going to try to, you know, say that about Trump, well, then... Trump was a well-meaning old man. He's not senile, but I, he was a well-meaning guy. I got a question for you. Uh, you know, so her doesn't come down. He doesn't indict uh, President Biden. Mm-hmm. But does that stop any representative or representatives in Congress from looking at that document? The document clearly states, it clearly states that he committed crimes. It, well, it, it is not even a matter of, it's not a matter of uh, it's innuendo or anything like that. He comes out and he says that, it, you know, understand that well, he did this and he did that. If if it says that, but we're not going to charge him because he's elderly, couldn't a representative look at that, that document and say, look, it, maybe her isn't going to charge him or indict him, you know, but what's to stop us from using this document to remove him? from the presidency because of what he's done. Exactly. But, you know, it goes beyond that because if they do that to him and they're using this this mechanism to do it and what they call, well, it's the reality of life. All right, then let's take a look at, um, well, let's take a look at the left side and the leaders, Uh, you know, the Schumers and the Pelosi's and, you know, all of the, even the rhinos, you know, they're all of that age and older. So they're all subject to it. But now the one thing the left has versus the right, they probably have more young extremists. You want to really upheaval a government, take out its 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 you know sewn-in leadership that's mm-hmm. there, that's been embedded there for decades. And well, you know what? They all have to step aside and they're all forgiven. But the Republicans don't have young, a lot of young conservatives. We got a lot of young people, and we're starting to get them in there, conservatives. But look at all the AOCs that are out there, and uh, the MRs, and all of that. They're they're all out there waiting in the wings, and the Democrats could sit there and have this young, crazy left base take over. I think know? that I think that when you look at what Joe has done, Joe has uh, he has been the uh, puppet for the young. AOC type people. Everything he's done in his administration has been radical. I mean, the border is radical. The EV cars, you know, making it so the it's difficult to buy a, a fuel co- powered car. Uh, you have to buy your your. They push these cars down our throat that nobody wants to buy. As a matter of fact, right. Ford, Ford and GM they're saying, "Hey, we got a problem. We got a backload of uh, cars uh, sitting on lots that nobody." Nobody wants to touch. People go to dealerships, you know, and we try to lead them with incentives to the EV cars, and you can't get them there with uh, with a gun. They want to no. see, they want to see gas powered cars. Well, you know, I was watching TV last night, you know, a little late night TV, and you know, on on comes the new GM truck, you know, and they show the pistons firing, you know, in, in a gas engine. And I'm going like. Boy, there's a big switch from the big green move. Now we're going back to the gas move. And we're not producing gas. We're dependent, which we can and should. And people want us. I think it was something like an overwhelming percent of 85%. It was a big portion of the country going, 
go back to producing our own fossil fuel yeah. and get back to fossil fuel. It's not that we think that's a forever thing, although fossil fuel replenishes itself. It's the rot from dinosaurs, everything, sure. any kind of vegetation life. Oils reproduces in the earth. We know that now. We didn't know that then. Well, we were Rockefeller, so did. Rockefeller wanted you Rockefeller to think it was finite. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, the thing is, Bill, um, we are going to have all this shoved. They're desperate on the left right now. I'm not talking about your average person on the street who's mm -hmm. a Democrat. I'm talking about the deep state. They are desperate because they see this massive move uh, to Trump. As a matter of fact, I, I was listening to an interview. Stephen Smith, who was a commentator mm -hmm. on ESPN, usually about sports, he did a, a rant about how the minority movement is moving towards conservatism and especially towards Trump. And he said, uh, don't be surprised. People aren't, they're not blind in the minority community. They look around and say, wait a second, I had more money in my pocket. I have food cost less. I could do things with my family that I can't do now. I could afford uh, new cars, things like that. I can't do that now. And uh, people just put one-on-one -on -one together. They look at this guy's in office. He's walking around. He's shaking hands well, with nobody. He's uh, talking about uh, having meetings with uh, prime ministers and presidents who have been dead for 25 years. I mean, this is the kind of thing that people— And then he gets up, and the first thing they did, they did after this report came out, it was the dumbest, dumbest thing. I don't know who this guy's advisors are. And I'll, and I'll be done in a second. But this they sent out uh, a young, I guess, lawyer mm. during the press conference yesterday. And, you know, all of these young lawyers that work in the White House under his, this administration, they look like they have no experience. They have uh, an effeminate way about themselves. They don't have a confidence. They don't... They don't inspire you to follow them up the hill, if you know what I'm saying. They are, they are, and this guy comes out yesterday to explain why her was wrong. Everything that they have done after that report has come out has been a mistake. When Biden came out uh, at eight o'clock the night of, of the report, he was he was angry at everybody. He was yelling at the media. He was putting the putting the press in their place. He looked like an angry old man who didn't he know what he was an talking angry about. Old man. He yeah. was an angry old man. But, yeah, they're doing that. But I find it interesting, uh, everything that's going on. Let's just, let's just talk about everything, all the confusion that's going on out there. You know, you've got the invasion of the illegal immigrants. You know, that's going on. Uh, the government's giving them credit cards. They're buying them homes now. And if you haven't noticed, pay attention over the next couple of weeks. What they're secretly doing is they are now openly driving in the charter buses and bringing in, like in a neighborhood real close to here, they dropped off eight bus loads of people. Now, they didn't drop them off. The hotel that's there yeah. that's usually not occupied is now they got rooms, they got uh, they got credit cards. They're being they're helping them find homes that they don't have to pay for. Oh, I know. You know they're giving them driver's licenses, rights, right to vote. You know, well, that's goes, what wow, Stephen you know. Smith was talking about, Bill. Stephen right. Smith got up and he was saying, why don't you give it to the minority community that, that was born in this country who needs your help? Why don't we pay off everybody's debts right now instead of taking that money and importing people? Oh, absolutely. Let's pay off the debts. 
and let's just wipe out our bills because guess what? We do have jobs. We helped build this country. We were born here naturally, or we came here legally, and we have a right. And if you pay off our bills, we'll reward you by spending that money properly and buying more and new stuff. Can you imagine that job and manufacturing? Yeah, yeah. Well, can you imagine if the government? Can you imagine if the government said, "Okay, we're going to take all the money we put into uh, the Ukraine and into uh, uh, the illegal situation." We're going to pull it all together, and we're going to pay off, if not all of your debt. Some people are more in debt than others. I mean, some people are ridiculously in debt. Okay, but let's say we're going to we're going to we're going to reasonably we're going to look at all of your debt and put you back on your feet. You know, uh, I mean, that would be an amazing situation. Nobody would be destitute. What, what that would do is that would give the people power, and. The money people of the world, the the Bilderbergers of the world that have the money, they don't want to give you power. They want to give you division. They're going to give you the sense of power. But, you know, you're talking about, uh, you know, all these foreign people coming in. Now, I'm going to go back a little bit in time. You remember as a child growing up, you know, let's say in the 70s, you're watching TV. Pretty much what you saw was white TV, European white TV. And you had, you know probably represented, you know, the racial influence coming in. Now, I want to say that no matter what race you are, you're a beautiful person, and your self-identity of, you know, your history or your roots make you unique and a beautiful person. But they they said, no, 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 we got to meld things, and all of a sudden you saw a a more forced mix of things, and okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Then they started showing interracial in the couple uh the couples now you know now you're you come forward i'm sitting there seeing all these spokespersons newscasters and what on all these new crop up networks they're not african-american they're not asian they're not white they're mulatto where they're you know a mixed which is kind of what they're wanting to do now when you think about it you are being replaced by a new chosen one the immigrants that are coming in your importance is being washed away they don't care about you anymore what you've earned what you've done what you've if i were a minority uh, if i were a uh, i'd be mad i'd yeah if i were an american minority i would be po'd because I, i i'm here i'm born here I pay my taxes. I do what I'm supposed to do. I'm responsible. And now instead of helping me out and my family mm. out, you're taking strangers. You know, I that Chris Murphy cut mm-hmm. that we played yesterday. I should play it again today. Sure. If, no, I haven't got it on the button. All right, bar, no but, problem. Uh, I mean, essentially what he said was, is we've let down our constituents, American illegals, or essentially something like that. What? American constituents. Yeah. Because they see that as an opportunity for the next. I think Biden being senile and taken out, they they knew years ago when he first ran and this last time he ran, which kind of should make you go, well, wait, if he was senile before in this, did he really win that election or was it handed to him on a silver platter? But he's senile enough to believe... I, I won this, and I'm the one that changed America. No, your name changed America because somebody behind you pulled the strings, and the change is not good, but they want to sell it as something good. But it is not good at all. This We've is got, 
I found the cut, Bill. Here's Chris Good. Murphy. Senator, Democrat, Connecticut, listen to every word of what he says. The negotiation didn't have a path to citizenship. It was entirely on their terms in order to get Ukraine funding, right? Well, I mean, Chris, that's been a failed play for 20 years. So you are right that that has been the Democratic strategy for 30 years, maybe. uh, And it has failed to deliver for the people we care about most, the undocumented Americans that are in this country. This is also not 2013 any longer when we ran that play last. I'm sorry, the, the people we care about the most, the undocumented Americans, okay? First yeah. of all, first of all, he's saying that uh, they are essentially equal to an American citizen born in this country and raised no, in this country. They're not, but they are. Like I said, the, they're bringing them in now by the busloads. Uh, this is not, uh, you know, Abbott in Texas bringing them to your neighborhood. No, this is the government saying, okay, they had had them in camps. Now they've dressed them up, cleaned them up. They're all wearing Levi pants, all of them. Mm. Uh, they all have the same shoes. Uh, they might be clean cut and, and they're nice people, a lot of them that I've I've seen, but they all have a red or a white card. They they all and they're promised a lot of things that you should be if they're promising stuff, you're a taxpaying citizen. You should get, but no, they're doing this, and this is essentially your replacement. So if you're a minority that's worked hard and look, you know what? The, the they're trying to get the black voters back by saying, you know, restitutions. You know, well, now they've expanded that to Native Americans. Well, when you really think about it, the, everybody in some way, form, or fashion has probably deserves restitution. You, mm. you're, you've got Irish descent. I have, I have descent that could be, well, you've been discriminated against or, mm-hmm. or you know, taken advantage of. Do I deserve some restitution? Hell yeah, I do. You know, and... Uh, well, you know, maybe the, it's an age thing. The, thing. the thing that gets me is that they want to go back and they want to penalize uh, a portion of our society that uh, have ancestry that doesn't go back to the to the era when there was a problem. For example, Mine they doesn't. want they want restitution for slavery. Well, most of my ancestors, I mean, I had some Irish ancestors who came over in the 1850s and 1860s, well, but they were destitute. They were dirt poor crop share farmers who uh, didn't have a two two dimes to rub together. Okay, but they want because of our because of our skin color they want us to pay for a sin that wasn't committed by anybody in our family. That's well, restitution. About, yeah, and you know what? But the restitution circle is growing bigger. And at some point in time, you're going to restitute this country out of existence. And, you know, we have a big national debt. Well, who owns that debt? Who holds the note on that debt? Well, that would be the power brokers of the world, the money people, at which point in time they can say, you know what? You are bankrupt. You are done. We have to call in the bet and take everything over. And now the new world, in my estimation, they've won. Okay. So I, I, I used to think that the idea of restitution was so ridiculous it would never happen. It is ridiculous, but, but it's going but, on. But look at what's happening right now with the legals. If you had told me five years ago that uh, millions of people would come into our country and we would give them 
uh, prepaid credit cards. Uh, we would give them housing and food and clothing, and we would take care of them. We would give them money every month to get by. We would do all these things, and it would come out of our pocket, and we would do this uh, to the detriment of our own um, our own poor, our, our veterans who are homeless on the street. If I would never have believed it, but that's what's going on. You know, Megan Kelly was uh, mm-hmm. she has a show uh, on Sirius XM, and right. you know the big talk in New York is about how they they had these Venezuelan illegals who attacked a couple of police officers and it really hurt them. They're they're going to be okay, but it really hurt them. And so, what did the courts do? They they arrested them and they they released them. They're in the city of New York, still around doing what they they're doing. Here's what Megyn Kelly said on their program. Go home. They come to I'm America. They commit crimes. They beat up on cops. They get a free pass out of jail, and then it's the double oh, burden to the rest of America. Hold this on. is me taking then, advantage of your stupid home? ass system. Then they, Megan, then they go avoid any penalty. There's no accountability. You send them home. I don't care. We're, like, get them out of oh. here. You know what amazes me is there are two guys, two leftist loons in a suit. They all look. They all dress up to make it look like they're respectable, but they're idiots. Okay, yeah. they're defending. They're defending these people being in New York and being let go on their own recognizance. And I'm thinking, you have got to be, you got to be out of your mind. You know, yeah. but but they do it. They, they, they and, but she what she said is right. Go home. There's no if ands or buts about it. We're not saying, by the way, yeah. we're not saying kill these people. We're not saying lock yeah. them up. No, we're saying let's put you on a nice airplane, give you a nice meal, and send you back to the country of origin. Yeah, you know? well, that's that's a, that's a replay of old language, but the simple fact is, I you know, I'm paying for you right now. I'll pay for your ticket to get the back, get the hell out yeah. of here and go back home. Exactly. So if I'm going to pay for something, I want to pay for something I want. Yep. I want you gone. Yes. And that's basically, I... But you know, I, Bill, there are, there are leftists right now who will look at you and they will say, Bill Knight, you are such a bigot. To want, I'm a bigot. Well, yeah, you're, you're okay. a bigot to want these poor people. They're here, they're here because they're fleeing oppression. You know what? They're fleeing you know poverty. Hey, come on, folks. My folks, came, when they, my ancestors came across, they didn't sneak in in on uh, some coastline in Massachusetts. They went through Ellis Island. My grandmother had to spend two weeks in quarantine while they made sure she was okay to come into the country. You know, I mean, and she, and she was a beautiful young woman. Uh, her her crime was she didn't have an escort to meet her at the at the uh, port. She had planned on taking a train and going up to her her uh, relative's home in Massachusetts alone. Can you imagine that? Twenty two years old, and she was going to get on a train by herself and go to Massachusetts alone. But that was nineteen hundred. That's how they. But, but she did it legally. We're programming, or we're being programmed. We're not programming. We're being programmed as to where we are going. The telegraphing has been going on for a long time. Yeah, you know, you hear songs here and there uh, that that talk about it. They came from the late 60s, the 70s. You know, there were all kinds of uh, protest uh, songs that were out there. And they're relevant today like they were yesterday. But these people have changed. What we've got in the world is a big, giant ball of confusion.
So good, huh? And that was like yeah. 1969 yeah, that, that came out, 68. Yeah. So many songs that came out then, they're relevant now. Now, a lot of these people have become conservatives. They were idealists then. They, You know, they had the ideals. But, you know, people, uh, they sit there and they're young and they have ideals. You know, mm. strings on their heart. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. So they did songs like Stop Hey, What's That Sound? Everybody Liquid's Going Down and... You know, yeah. Here we go again. Another song that you're hearing now that punctuates. I want to play this one all the way through. Listen to the lyrics in this song. Listen. There's something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there. Telling me I got to beware. Everything old is new again. Uh, that was 1967 for that song, uh, for what it's worth. But it means more today, I think, than it did back then. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this song, you listen to the words, uh, you know, uh, saying everybody carrying a sign saying hooray for our side. It, yeah. It's happening right now. Everybody's Mostly ca- saying hooray for our side. Yeah, it, it, it all makes sense. It all rings forward. But, you know, the interesting thing is, you know, we, we poo-poo TikTok and all of that, but it, it's become a mainstay where even YouTube has followed with their shorts where people can do things, little short videos, and 
little PowerPoints is like a like a Microsoft presentation, PowerPoints, but people are getting their word out. And what I noticed were a lot of videos from young people saying, I don't care. I don't care about this and that and what they're pushing on the left right now. They've desensitized, you know, uh, America to where the young people are just going, I've had it. I've had mm -hmm. it with all the lies. I've had it with what you're trying to do. Shut up about it. I'm done with you. Yeah. And that is the youth. And, you know, the adults, I mean, there, there's, a, you know, if you sit there and look at the Democratic population, just Democrats, and they're talking about Joe Biden, and is he doing an okay job? They're like 52%. It's 80% of approval by Republicans all, no, no, it's 40% for Joe, 80% for Republicans all total. Trump stomps the hell and conservatives out of the, you know, what's going on with uh, the, the politics today. We're tired of what's happening. It's a ball of confusion. Yes, it is. I mean, they uh, they did some great work. <laughs> they really, really did back in the '60s. That that song kind of touches it all. Eva destruction, mass deduction. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And you think, my God, have we changed? I thought we were so supposed to improve through the no, decades. No, we haven't changed. You know? We haven't improved. And the band plays on while the ship goes down. Yeah. It, you know, and uh, there was another song in the 80s that referenced that called, and the band plays on, I forget the group. But either way, and that's what it's about. You know, I mean, it's a reflection of society and what's happening. This has been building for a while. And, you know, it's like a teapot. It's about to blow. You know, you know um, we talk about what's going on in the world right now. Well, you mentioned a little while ago about the what we think is the deep state. That's a term that may be overused. Mm -hmm. uh, but in all honesty, there is a, a, a cabal of people out there who think that they're above the system, above the law, and really above roofing. The law. Yeah. I mean, we, we talk about the World Economic Forum and the fact that, that every year a group of elites get together, and they are elites, by the way. Don't You won't see any, like, uh, uh, construction workers on, at the forum. These are all people with uh, billions of dollars in some cases who are there to uh, strut their stuff and tell us how they intend the world should be run. I mean, they yeah just, shouldn't shouldn't the economic forum be run by real people? Sure, or shouldn't we shouldn't we be there to at least have a say in how we are no, supposed no, to no, be? You, read or, we're cattle. You, no, we're you, cattle. You are well. I'll tell you what you are. They've already said publicly that the the ideal size of the world population is five hundred and fifty million, and they'd like to see it happen. Now, mind you, that uh, what is it uh, three hundred and fifty million in the U.S. alone right now. So what they're right. saying is that uh, we've got to knock a lot of people down. And when they say knock a lot of people down, they mean eliminate them, th well, to kill I, them. I have a theory on that. But, you know, when you say, yeah, they got to get rid of a lot of people, why are we importing people into the United States by the millions when they're saying that we need population control and a reduction in population? We've already got the birth rate down in America, but we're bringing in people. Well, so the two don't match together. But let's look I at was, what's happening. We're, we're, right now, what they've done is they've moved it 15 or 20 million people into our country. 
Right. By the way, it's, it's larger than the size of many of our states. Right, bigger than any yeah. state. Uh, and so we've moved them into the country, and what have we done? Uh, are these people destitute and on the street? No. We have we've flooded them. We've showered them with gifts and money, and we've put them up and, and, and made sure that they were safe and dry and out of the elements. But and it comes at a cost. And by the way, they those people are, are going to look at who is it that's helping me? Why? It's Biden. Good mm-hmm. Mr. Biden sure and his people. I'm sorry, my watch is talking to me again. I have one of those talking watches. You tell that watch yes. to shut up. Shut up, Alexa. <laughs> it's about Slap time. Slap it if you yes. have to. No, I'm kidding. I'm but, kidding uh, on that. You know, the, the, the thing is they're doing it because they figure that they can change the voting in this country and make it so that people will never vote for a conservative again. Well, I think that, they want to. Go take ahead. away our rights eventually to vote, and they'll just appoint you know, the leaders we, that they want. We're not alone. There's a guy in, in England, Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson was the prime minister. You know, he had that uh, Trumpish hair, if you remember, that bright blonde hair. But he was never really uh, conservative. He was, uh, in my opinion, uh, he was deep state. He was working right. for the other side. Well, he's not in office anymore, but he did a video yesterday about Tucker Carlson's interview oh, yes, of with, course, yeah. Yeah, with Putin. And by the way, with all due respect, Tucker Carlson didn't do any. I, I haven't seen the whole interview yet, but I've seen enough pieces to know that he didn't do anything in this interview that he hasn't done on his set in his studio with other guests. He was uh, thought-provoking. And by the way, at the very end, at the oh, very he end, yeah. he, no, at the very end, he uh, tried to get a uh, a political prisoner who was a Wall Street Journal reporter, he tried to get him so that Putin would say, look, you can take him home with you. Tucker Carlson tried to do something that most other journalists haven't even thought of doing. He tried to rescue a fellow journalist from a Russian prison. And he didn't just say it to an assistant or an aide. He said it face-to-face to the leader of Russia, Vladimir Putin. You might sit there and consider it. You never know, you know. Well, he said he would consider it. He said he would consider even though he thought he had a reason to keep him there because he felt that the guy was, uh, uh, even if it was by mistake, he had done something which was uh, an act of espionage in their eyes. But anyway, so this mm-hmm. guy, Boris Johnson, he gets out in, in front of uh, the world on, I guess it was TikTok, uh, one of mm-hmm. the, or maybe it was, uh, maybe it was X. But he got out there with his video camera. He looks like he's standing on a beach somewhere. Sunshine, blue skies, warm temperatures. These guys live pretty good. But he's angry at Tucker. Around the world, people are watching that ludicrous interview with Vladimir Putin conducted by Tucker Carlson. And we must not fall for this tissue of lies above all for the notion that Putin is somehow fated to succeed in Ukraine. On the contrary, he is doomed to fail. Read about it in the Daily Mail. Unbelievable. He, he, first of all, somebody should tell him about recording with wind. Thank you very yeah, much, Boris. Yeah, but uh, speaking and a of wind, doesn't help when you're standing in a windstorm. <laughs> yeah, but by the way, he was full of hot air, so it actually was appropriate. Well, that might the, have been his breath. Yeah. That could have been. But he, you know what he he called the ludicrous interview with Putin. Uh, it's two hours long. I'll bet you he didn't take two hours out of his vacation to watch it. These guys, uh, they're they're the same group of people, by the way, that get angry 
at the interview before the interview was released, and there were a whole bunch of them yesterday, people who were criticizing Tucker for an interview that they hadn't even seen yet. And everything I've seen from this interview looked like it was a really good interview and thought-provoking, and uh, he asked a lot of the right questions. But this guy, Johnson, he's speaking for a dedicated group of people who uh, want to run the world their way, in my opinion. He's not a he's right. not a, an honest guy. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, with that interview, you know, you, you listen to him, you know, and yeah, it's just a point of reference is that, you know, he's sitting there talking with his British accent, like he's so intelligent. So, yeah. You know, and, and he used to sit there and think, boy, you know, he's got, he's well-spoken, he's British, and he's, he's got that accent. Yeah. You know, even James Bond. Well, you know, you know I've noticed in this country, in this country, uh, you want to sell a product? Get a get someone with a British accent. <laughs> we love but, it, guys. You know, you know. I think now, uh, given the state of England and what's happened there, I think the voice is a signal of stupidity. Uh, I would rather. I think. I think. I, 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 I know what you're saying, but I. I, 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 th- I don't trust them anymore. Is what I'm saying is that it maybe not stupidity, but it's a sign that I yeah, think there are a lot of people in England who are stuck like we are. I mean, there's a lot of conservative people in England who are who are uh, suffering uh, at, at the hands of a group of of leftists who are running their government. I don't think the British people. I think they're just like us. I really do. I have we have friends. Well, we I have think li- so. Bill. We have listeners right now in England to this podcast. And, yeah. We have a lot of foreign listeners because when you look at the map you sit there and look at the numbers going "Hmm, okay and then you look at the map going wow but then the map doesn't match the numbers in other other words the map is a lot bigger than the numbers and that tells you about you know what's kind of going on and i wouldn't you know hold a lot of credence to a lot of things you say i'm just saying anymore that 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 voice as a sound of authority and intelligence or that you're going to get something that's correct you know i don't trust I, I think the, anymore, I so. think maybe to people like yourself and myself who we think a little bit more about what's going on, but I think for the average Joe Schmo, they hear it and they are just as enamored uh, as they were before. Because it, what happens is it gives this illusion of authority and, and knowledge, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not necessarily the case. But it, I mean, just look at some of the great products in this country that have sold with a a guy doing a, a British accent, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's a, it, not hard to, to find them. Um, you know, we had this thing come out this week. Uh, uh, we had this debate in the halls of the Supreme court, uh, about whether or not Trump should be removed from the ballot, uh, in uh, Colorado. Right. And, and it would have an effect by the a ripple effect on many of the States who want to do the same thing. They want to, if they can't beat them, uh, fairly and squarely, they want to remove him uh, illegally. And everybody thought, with all due respect, and the, the media was salivating. Ooh, they're gonna hear the, we're going to hear the arguments about, about how we can remove Trump from the uh, ballots, and we think it's going to go really well for the left, and we think that we're going to... Well, what happened was just what they didn't expect, so much so that a lot of the media who were salivating about carrying the audio, decided like to, to cut away from it early. Dump out of it, yeah. yeah. Uh, Justice Gorsuch had some comments for the uh, the lawyer from Colorado, and uh, here's what he had to say. He speaks about disqualification from holding office. You say he is disqualified from holding office from the moment it happens. 
Correct, but nevertheless... So, so it, it operates, you say, that there's no, no legislation necessary. I thought that was the whole theory of your case. And no procedure necessary. It happens automatically. Well, certainly you need a procedure in order to have any remedy to enforce the disqualification, which is I under, That's a whole separate question. That's the de facto doctrine. It doesn't work here. Okay, put that aside. He's disqualified from the moment. Self-executing. Done. And I would think that a person who would receive a direction from that person, the president, former president, in your view, would be free to act as he or she wishes without regard to that individual. I don't think so, because I think, again, the de facto officer doctrine would nevertheless come into play to say this is... No, de facto, that that doesn't work, Mr. Murray, because de facto officer is to ratify the conduct that's done afterwards and and, and insulate it from judicial review. Put that aside. I'm not going to say it again. Put it aside, okay? I think Justice Lee is asking a very different question, a more pointed one, and more difficult one for you, I understand, but I think it deserves an answer. On your theory... Would anything compel a a lower official to obey an order from, in your view, the former president? I'm imagining a situation where, for example, a former president was, you know, a president was elected and they were 25 and they were ineligible to no, hold office, but no, nevertheless they were no, put into that no, office. No, we're talking about Section 3. And please don't change the hypothetical, okay? I'm, please don't change the hypothetical. I know I like doing it too, but please don't do it. Okay? Well, now, the, the point I'm trying to make is He's that, disqualified from the moment he committed an insurrection. Whoever it is, whichever party, it, that, that happens. Boom. It happened. What would compel, and I'm not going to say it again, so just try and answer the question. If you don't have an answer, fair enough, we'll move on. What would compel a lower official to obey an order from that individual? Because ultimately we have, pers- we have statutes and rules. Requ- what? That was, that was yeah. Gorsuch. Uh, uh, did you notice? I mean, he was really, I thought, he was acting like a, def- uh, <clears throat> a lawyer for the defense. He, he was a justice. He sounded, but he sounded very intelligent. And very interested in the in the idea, and he, and he said at one point he said, uh, "What's to keep a state if we do this? What's to stop individual states from changing the entire presidential landscape?" That's that's been my whole point. Do you want one state to have the say over the entire country in the entire election? You can't have that. But I think there's even a bigger picture that's that's going on here because. They have been saying all along, insurrection, insurrection, insurrection. Insurrection actually was never proven or convicted of. Or charged. Or Or charged. charged. Yeah. All right. So think about this now. The people that have been locked up and had been prosecuted, they were prosecuted for insurrection. So now if all of a sudden the definition of what happened takes place, that means that they were falsely charged and prosecuted. Is that not grounds to go back and overturn the conviction that they have? Because well, some of them haven't even been convicted. Some of them still waiting trial. Right. So they've been falsely held on a charge that doesn't hold water. Obviously, it's become pretty apparent whether you want to admit it or not. You know, you might want to call it an insurrection, but it's never been determined an insurrection. And I think it's a little late in the game now. Do you know what they showed? Whoa. Let's go back and redo this. Speaking of January 6th, they showed a video yesterday. I don't know if you saw it or not, Mm -hmm. uh, which they have not showed for the past two years. The video was a guy who, while the crowd is out there, and the crowd is peaceful, basically, he climbs up uh, a a 
uh, some scaffolding, and he pulls out a gun, and he fires two shots into the air to incite them. Bang, bang. Right. And the people didn't fall for it. But he w- th- And he didn't look like he was somebody who was part of the crowd. It looked like right. he was an inf- somebody who was trying to cause a riot. I mean, when you start firing a weapon in a crowd, what does it usually do? It causes people to, to run away. Panic. Yeah, panic. panic. Yeah. And this guy did it. And they didn't show that videotape for two and a half years until this week. And uh, I, you can find it. It's online right now. By the way, uh, Brett Kavanaugh had some things to say about this uh, whole Colorado thing, too. Listen. Some of the rhetoric of your position, I don't think it is your position, but some of the rhetoric of your position seems to suggest unless the states can do this, no one can prevent insurrectionists from holding federal office. But obviously Congress has enacted statutes, uh, including one still in effect, Section 2383 of Title 18 prohibits insurrection. It's a federal criminal statute. And if you're convicted of that, you are, it says, shall be disqualified from holding any office. And so there is a federal statute on the books, but um, President Trump has not been charged with that. So what, what are we to make of that? Two things, Your Honor. Section 2383 was initially enacted about six years before Section 3. It wasn't meant as implementing legislation of, uh, related to Section 3. And I would emphasize that by the time that Section 3 was ratified, most Confederates had already received criminal pardons. I guess the question is so, a little bit different, which is if the concern you have which I understand is that insurrectionists should not be able to hold federal office. There is a tool to ensure that that does not happen, namely federal prosecution of insurrectionists. Uh, And if convicted, Congress made clear you are automatically barred from holding a federal office. That tool exists, you agree, and could be used, but has not, uh, could be used against someone who uh, committed. So what what Colorado is saying is they're saying that Trump should be removed because of insurrection. What Kavanaugh is saying, wait a second, you already have in place a procedure that you can follow that doesn't require us to make the decision here at the Supreme Court. That is, you charge somebody for insurrection, you try somebody for insurrection. If they are found guilty of insurrection, then they are automatically prohibited from being a president or holding office. It's as simple as that. But they didn't do it here. It's in the Americans' hands. It's called your right to vote. If you believe he was an insurrectionist and that an insurrection happened, then and it matters to you. That should, uh, you know, you have you have the right to exercise your voting rights because ultimately they don't want you to have that right, Bill. No, they don't want you to. Well, they want they don't want you to believe that you have a right to to determine the outcome of the election because they're going to do that for you. By hook or crook. But the ultimate power lays, should, it should, lays in the hands of the population. So if Colorado wants to vote against Trump, don't sit there and legislate it by six people in their decision. Legislate it by the the majority of the population. And they got a... They got a primary coming up in March. So those, this goes those six them. those six justices in um, in Colorado were all from one party, and I'll let you guess what party that was. Okay, that by itself should be a flag somewhere. I mean, is it mm. fair that that six members of the Supreme Court are all on one side of the political aisle? 
and they're telling us that the candidate from the other side isn't qualified to be a candidate on their ballots. I mean, just at face well, value, that's wrong. Ballots. It's not their ballots. It's the people's ballots. Yeah, no, it's their, they think it's their ballots. That's why they're doing this. That's why they're doing they're doing this because they think that they have control over their system. By the way, again, if Colorado does it, then Maine's going to do it. And you know, it doesn't have to be the same candidate. Let's say, uh, let's say Texas decides, oh, you're going to do that. Well, look what uh, Biden has done to our borders. We're going to take him off our ba- our ballots in Texas. Well, you can't do that. Yeah, you you can do it to our candidate in Colorado. We'll do it to your candidate in Texas. How's that? Yeah. Uh, Florida, we have people coming ashore illegally, and you won't do anything to help us out? No problem. We're taking Biden off of our Florida ballots. How would that go over with, with the Democrats? If all of a sudden their candidate wasn't on the very politically important Florida ballot. Holy yeah. smokes. Hey, you, you want to really incense some liberals right now because they— Look, they don't believe in creation, God, or anything. So I'll just throw this out there, you know, just for fun, okay? Uh, Not that it's a fun thing for the people, but let's just take Hawaii. They just said, yeah, we're taking Trump off the ballot here, too. Of course, that could change with the Supreme Court. But just days after that happened, what happened? What? I missed it. They had, a, they had a major earthquake. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, I, it's it like the wrath of God. Well, and, and, and where said, else oh, did it hit? Really? And where else did it? Where else did it hit? The earthquake uh, was followed up shortly in what uh, state? California. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the two Sodoms and Gomorrah, you know. Oh, like, man, oh. it's like, oh, you want to mess around with me? Yeah, How you about, don't like it. Uh, I'll rock <clears throat> your world. <laughs> you know, yeah. Have fun with that, if you will. I'm just saying, you know, just know. kind of like timing is everything. And so, speaking so, of timing, it's a weekend program, so we have the right, because we like to think that this program, unlike our other shows, uh, can can be ended a little earlier. It kind of gives us a little bit of a break, you know. So uh, if we stop the show like right now, we'll be ending it five minutes, <laughs> five minutes sooner than than the other shows. But uh, the way we go, we'll probably talk for the next five minutes anyway. Uh, if you want to contact us, our number is eight three three. 538-7868-833-538-7868. By the way, if you want to be uh, one of the people who uh, ends our program, you know, a guest program ender, all you have to do is call that number, 833-538-7868. Just give us your name, where you're calling from, and say, Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. You you know? Say hasta la vista, baby. That's it. And you can say it on that number again. What was that number? Uh, it's 833-538-7868. You know, the bad thing about that number is. What's that? Is that anytime somebody calls that number. Uh-huh. It sends yours truly, even at three in the morning, a text. <laughs> and at which point the phone goes bing, and I'm like going, shut that damn notification <laughs> off on that phone, you know? So, so yeah, you, know, yeah. you want to drive me nuts. And uh, when you uh, when no. you go to the phone, they say, hasta la vista, baby. We're yeah, out of here. Yeah, because yeah, it sends me a written text of what was said. You know, uh, uh, probably now every left, oh, okay, I'm going to call that number and sit there and... <laughs> But then again, you yes. know, I know I know who you are and where you are too. I can send you a text back. <laughs> so, hey, listen, you know. uh, we have some email addresses too. If they want, by the way, if you want to record that ending and email it to us as an attachment, that'll work too. All right, and then Bill won't get those silly messages. 
those silly messages. If you have a little setup at home or if you want to record it into your phone and then uh, send that attachment via uh, email, you can do it to uh, one of these email addresses. Well, the original and the tried and true is mail at itsanotherday.com. Now, we also expanded our reach by uh-huh. going mail at jimandbill.com and jimandbill at mail.com. So no matter how you slice it, uh, mail at itsanotherday.com. Jim and Bill at mail.com. That's our preferred one because mm-hmm. it's easy. He's Jim. I'm Bill. Jim and Bill. Yes, that's how it works. <laughs> dot com. Pretty yeah. easy. But then there's mail at Jim and Bill. Okay, I think they get the point, Bill. <laughs> I think they get the point. <sighs> Talk about a ball of confusion. Yeah. Boy, there it is right there. Yeah. I mean, uh, what else can you say? I think you can say one thing. Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. <laughs> This is CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million?